for English, press 1. For Stan and Bruce, press 2. Thank you for pressing 2. And now, here are your hosts, Stan and Bruce. Welcome to... Oops, I started out a little too fast there. Welcome to episode 49 of the Press 2 Podcast. Bruce is hungover. I love it. Hey, Bruce. Watch this. Listen to his voice. Hold on. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, I am kind of hungover. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. I never thought I'd live to see the day. <laughs> Bruce would be on over on podcast day. <laughs> Somebody went to I was Tulsa like, last my night. Best life. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Somebody went to Tulsa last night and had fun. Um I mean I'm still here, but yeah. It's Pride Month, why not? <laughs> yeah, okay. oh my god well i said that we were going to make this podcast short and sweet for him so he can (laughs) bury his head in his covers until 4 p.m so he can get started for round two no i gotta go to brunch like Oh, he has to go to brunch. Bruce, bitch. That's like, yeah, that's why we're recording early, too. He texted me yesterday. So, can we record in the morning at 9 fucking 30? Normally, we record at noon. And he's like, at 9 30, he wants to record. And I'm like, okay. Cause I'm looking at like, man, I mean, it's a little early, but I, you know, like, it's an early day. So, I'm not going to complain. And then he goes, and then I had I figure he has something up his sleeves. So that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make your little ass, your little gay ass to brunch after a night out. Homeboy got home at a questionable hour, which I am not going to repeat on air. And now he's talking about going to brunch in about two hours. Because what? it's already 10 o'clock and brunch hours start at like 10, 30, 11. So we got to wrap this up for him really quick so he can go get wasted again. I, I got to go find some Pedialyte before that. Though. He can get Pedialyte, girl. Your old ass don't need no Pedialyte. I know. <laughs> you need some pickle juice and a, and a cheeseburger. I might still be a little bit drunk. So I, don't, I don't even know. You know what? You, you might want to beat it. You might need to go to brunch and take advantage of it. Of it so you don't feel sick sometimes if you you know just keep it going drink some pickle juice when you get my mom yeah. says that works and it helped her last hangover which was not that long ago <laughs> <laughs> shady i'm sorry mom <laughs> but it's the truth it's not really shade it's the truth okay, okay i will give pickle juice a try she says she drinks some she saw it on the internet and she tried it and then she said it Ladies made her stomach welcome to the sage pickle juice <laughs> pickle juice. it's good if you have the queasiness part of it like the i don't i i don't have the queasiness of it i just have the throbbing headache and the yeah. voice and well, the voice is my body is just hating me at this point oh well the headache yeah you you probably yeah. about six advil take three it's at a time age age take, yeah but the advil the take age. three <laughs> take three advil i'm serious okay and I then take, take another three in about four hours well after you take the first three. okay 
I heard that three Advil is the same as prescription ibuprofen. That's what my doctor told me. Oh my God. That's crazy. Cause he Can told I just me, like crush it and smoke it at this point? Well, he was <laughs> saying like, he didn't want to give me like a prescription cause you know, like I guess he, I, he thought I was broke. So he's saying instead of having you buy <laughs> prescription ibuprofen, <laughs> he told me to just go to, instead of getting a prescription, he said it's the same thing. He should just go get, go to the store and get some Advil and just take three instead of one. And that's the same milligram percentage is what they, so he was like, and so I do it like, now. Mix it with some, mix, mix it, it with, with some, some vodka, cleaner, crush it, crush it, and then just smoke it and you'll be snorted. fine. <laughs> Put a little Adderall in there. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <clears throat> in pop topics today, we're going to talk about Gwen Stefani. Let's get into it. We have some shit going on with um, the Heights and Chrissy Teigen and Kim Kardashian and a little game that we like to call Slip and Slide, which is really funny. So I saved it for the end. I don't think we're going to get a drag report this week because somebody's partying. And <laughs> reality. <laughs> There's some drama in the house. There's not drama. There's some a lot of this buzz going around on Bravo. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about all of that. And we have some things to mention. A TV show is back on Hulu that um, just in time for Pride Month, like every year. And yeah. So Gwen Stefani. Rumors came out this week that Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton may have secretly wed. Now, we knew like last October, I think they got engaged. Well, this wedding thing was sparked because last weekend... There were photos that were obtained by the New York Post. Gwen was spotted last Saturday evening wearing a sparkling diamond wedding band next to her engagement ring. After posting a photo of herself online the day before that captioned, quote, she's getting married, all caps and married spelt out like M-A-R-I-I-I-I-E-E-E, you know, like really excited. Another clue that may that may that may have like sparked this whole thing is that they had just gotten back from Oklahoma and Blake owns a ranch in Oklahoma and a source close to the couple had previously said months ago that Blake built a chapel on the ranch that they were going to use to for their wedding day. And it was most likely going to take place this year. So it seems like, I mean, if you, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. They're probably married now. Congratulations to our favorite Hollaback girl. Oh, she said she wasn't a Hollaback girl, so forgot. <laughs> she wasn't a Sorry about it. Girl. Um, <laughs> this is like the celebrity version of Natalie and Mike from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> they are old because he looks like a because you know Mike looks like a like a great value Blake Shelton and um and Natalie looks Natalie. nothing like Gwen Stefani blood bless her soul but I mean yeah it does it works out oh my god that is that is so awesome oh my god that was good that was, for them. That was good for you for thinking saying that that was funny <laughs> oh anything else on that no just Congratulations and um yeah, I mean it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's interesting. Like, I don't know, I love Wen Stefani. Um it's just they're such a weird couple, but you know, I mean, you don't know them. We don't know them. How they got together, you mean? Yeah. And you know, I have a friend that you know that cannot stand Gwen Stefani because of how they got Blake together. Shelton. Yeah, because of her, how uh, her and Blake Shelton got together. Because, you know, there was like some 
stealing people's man thing going around. With yeah, that, you know? it was very much that. And so because who was she married before Blake or who was she married to before? Um, what's his name? Was Blake uh, married to before? No. Uh, when? Oh, I, I can't remember. Because I think Bla- uh, Blake was still married whenever they him were, and yeah, one got together. Yeah. So interesting. Um, but I mean, good for them, mm-hmm. whatever. They seem happy. So <clears throat> in Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Seems like Oklahoma is like the, the place to be. Well, you know, they left. They just got married there and left. Uh, no offense to Oklahoma. <laughs> the photos were spotted after they returned uh, from Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma, where the meth wind blows. <laughs> the meth wind, really? Oh my god! Like, hold on a second. I'm getting ready for our new, our next story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find the quotes because this story is going to be very Twitter driven. So, in the Heights, <clears throat> in the Heights premiered last week, right? Or the week before. Mm-hmm. It's been out for two week weeks before. or a week. Yeah. yeah, so it's been out for two weeks now. And fans, well, I wouldn't call them fans because they just started watching. The, it was, a, you know, people that viewers of the show were disappointed. Um, so it, the Heights, I think it was an overall good show, but it sparked colorism claims after many people expecting to see an accurate depiction of the Washington Heights neighborhood in New York City were disappointed. And to give you guys a little bit of background on that and a history lesson or a history lesson, Washington Heights is a neighborhood in Manhattan, kind of close to Harlem. Back in the 80s, though, it kind of transformed into this Dominican neighborhood. So now it's like largely Dominican. Back in the day, though, it was like I think in the 1800s, 1900s, it was like a wealthy area. And then. As the years went on, um, a lot of the white people that lived out there started moving um, off the island and into some of the suburbs neighboring New York. And a, a lot of the black and Latin started moving in, but it, it was mainly Dominican. And so this neighborhood is, a, is the largest, actually, Dominican neighborhood in the United States um, and it's mo- and some people even describe it as a black Dominican neighborhood because it's mostly Afro Latin uh, that are there. Fans were disappointed because if you watch Washington Heights and you are from New York and you've been to Washington Heights, you would probably say that there were no dark skin people highlighted in the movie. And so some people feel like they were represented, and some people question why none of the multiple leads cast were. Black Latin X. And so I found these little snippets from Twitter of people making good, valid points. And I just decided to read some of the comments that are related to the representation part of it. So someone said the problem with In the Heights is one, people who have been to the Heights and don't know its majority black Latino will think it's accurate. And two, Latinos will defend it even if they know a real in the heights would be black as hell because they ain't because they anti-black and self-hating. Her name is Zaria at Bad Dominicana on Twitter. I didn't mean to give out her name like that, but 
she has some little things you can't really find her but yeah <laughs> and then someone else said um I lived in Washington Heights for five years. You can't take a step in Washington House without seeing dark skinned black Latin people in the Heights. He races them from the neighborhood. This, quote, light skinned Latinx only story is very disappointing. Someone else said by the name of Becca said in the Heights is getting dragged all over the timeline as it should. The erasure of dark skinned Afro Latinx people in a musical film set in Washington Heights, New York, a black Dominican neighborhood is colorist and racist. Um, someone else said, this is a real problem. The industry should keep perpetuating the Latinx stereotypes of how we should look, act, and talk, erasing the Latinx diversity. Why you? Why do you think the industry keeps recycling people like J-Lo and Sofia Vergara? We need Afro-Latinx representation. Another lady said, let's practice the concept of duality. You can be both excited for a movie that highlights a neighborhood we love, proud of those who starred in it, and understand that it fell way short when it came to representing the black community, the majority in said neighborhood. Also, this movie was directed by John Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians, and someone made a point to mention that he did the same thing in Crazy Rich Asians, where Asians, where darker skinned Southeast Asians were were relegated to extra roles for a story in a country where there's quite a number of dark skinned Southeast Asians. So, you know, there's a pattern that we're seeing here. John's answer to all this controversy, though, did also pissed off people. Because basically they were saying that they had a number of Afro-Latinas audition for roles, but the cast wanted the best, quote. So they were saying that the Afro-Latino people, they just weren't good enough to be on there. It had nothing to do with their skin color. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, hmm. so the thing about it was that I was reading at the, about that and, you know, nobody would actually produce the film in the Heights. So the only producer that actually was able to was John Chu. Yeah. Um, and it took a while. I think it took like seven or eight years or something like that. Um, like it's been in the works, but nobody wanted to produce it. So, I read about that and I read also because Rita Moreno was on the tonight show and she got some backlash on that. Cause you know, she was on West side story. Um, my point about it was that, so this industry of, you know, film, film critics, quote unquote, and this industry is white driven. I mean, right now we're seeing the threshold kind of changing a little bit as to not being predominantly white. And I understand, I was reading about it as far as why he did the, how he did it with crazy rich Asians and the backlash. But my point was that without crazy rich Asians, would we have movies kind of like, um, and I think I mentioned it to you, Minari. I don't know if you watched it. Um, and so unfortunately we're still at that point where you kind of have to please those people, not so much the audience, but the people that are part of like the film industry. And so it's kind of like what we're seeing right now. Oh, he that, doesn't have to. 
No, he but I feels mean, like, like he has to, but there are people no, no, out no, no, there but, who so have gone against that. What claim. I mean is that, so this is kind of like a foot in the door and the next film is going to be yeah, but more. He, you see what I'm saying? I see that if In the Heights was his first movie. But, but it's it the first Latin movie, Latin representation movie. But so. he had his he had a chance to do something there and he fell short of it. No, I know he fell short and I know how people are. I I, I agree with people. I'm not disagreeing. I think I'm just kind of like trying to give a Devil's little bit advocate of, from his side. Uh, I mean, because we really don't know exactly what goes in the background. Right. We're just like the viewers, literally. And unless you're involved with the Academy, unless you're involved with any of this, like you really don't know what is going on. And as a producer, like a director and because even when I watched it, I was a little bit surprised and I was like, well, you know, like Lin-Manuel Miranda of all people, he, I was a little bit surprised that there was not a lot of, you know, real Latinx or Dominican or Afro-Latino representation. So I, I am curious to see, I'm trying to figure out what exactly the truth behind that is. It's not the fact that they didn't want to do it. They probably wanted to, but there has to be something that you see what I'm, does that make sense? Yeah. But I could also say that some people (laughs) that are, I don't know what to call them. You can't call them really racist, but you can call them. There are people out here real life that have issues with color and they don't even realize it. They they just automatically, uh, you know, they automatically have issues with color and they don't even think about it. It could be a situation of that. He felt like, you know, he probably didn't go out and say no dark skin. But when he was out there, when they were out there doing the casting, they were preferably treating people lighter skin better and casting them. Probably. I mean, that is possible. And they didn't even know they were doing that. Like they were probably oblivious to the fact that they did that. I Yeah, I. I don't know, um, but I, I agree with them that they should have had more Afro-Latino representation. So. Here's what they should have done. Here's what needs to happen. This is why you're starting to see more representation, though. One reason why you're seeing more representation in TV is because you have people that are part of these communities now doing their own thing. You got to think of how many shows now have been on TV because of Issa Rae. You know what I mean? Just yeah. her, just her as one example. She's not the only one, but just think about her as one example. How many TV shows and stuff she's been involved in that have brought people on TV that wouldn't have normally gotten that chance. Tyler Perry, I'm speaking for black people right now, but Tyler Perry is another one that did something like that. And Tyler Perry's actually gone outside of black. He's actually casting other people of color on TV shows. Like I don't watch any of his shows because I feel like Tyler Perry needs to let people like he needs to hire writers instead of trying to write it himself. But uh, that, yeah. And, yes. um, but <laughs> so I'm not really a fan of Tyler Perry's TV, but I do appreciate the fact that he are, he is putting people on TV that probably he's giving people jobs that they wouldn't have probably never been able to get if they had went and tried the old way in the break into Hollywood. He's actually putting people to work. And so in that industry, but work, you know, work. you better work. Yeah, I mean, I feel for these people complaining because the same thing happens, I think, in a lot of uh, minority uh, 
cultures where, you know, there's dark and light skin and a lot of this goes on within the community. So I get it where, you know, this whole thing happened a while ago, too, with certain black movies that were coming out. And, you know, Tyler Perry has actually been criticized, too, for some of his uh, movies because he would always typecast black men that were dark skin as the villain in most of his movies. Like if you think about, like, why did I get married? You know, the dark darkest skin one the darker one on the movie was the main one that nobody liked because he was the abusive man and then he she was saved by this lighter skin man like people look at little stuff like that you know so well and you know throughout like even on mexican television for my own reference they always cast light-skinned people like, you know, I've noticed you know, that, too, from watching like telenovelas. Yeah. I've always noticed that oh, there, yeah. some of them look white as hell with blonde yeah. hair and everything. And I noticed and I thought yeah. it was so weird growing up as a kid because I was like, these are white. You know, as a kid, you don't know any better. So I'm looking at it like these are white people, <laughs> you know, like there yeah. is no one. There was no pigment to anybody's skin on this show. And I was just like, huh. More you yeah, know. and <laughs> I always grew up with that, and it's like it kind of creates this. It's basically the same thing because that's not what Mexico's about, for example. You know, like that's that doesn't represent most of Mexico, and so I've always had an issue with that because it's like, I mean, you do see fair skin people, and you do see people with like color eyes, but it's a really small percentage. It's not, you know. Yeah, and so, people that I mean, that don't problem know, exists. Like me, yeah. you know, people that grew up even not knowing anything. I don't ever, know if you've seen like the yeah, Bollywood, even in Bollywood thing, like yeah. they cast, yeah, lighter skin. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so. you know, <sighs> into some lighter news though. I saved the fun <laughs> news for last because I knew we were going to get into a conversation about that. Well, this isn't okay. We're okay. I kind of got this out of order, so I'm going to skip. Kim for a minute. We're going to go into Chrissy Teigen because I wasn't going to mention this because, um, okay, so there's a designer, Michael Costello. Um, Chrissy Teigen's threatening legal action. So what's happening is that Michael released some DMs on the internet this week and said that Chrissy Teigen had um, that he accused Chrissy of bullying him and blah, blah, blah. Then right yeah. after that, fucking leona lewis remember her she came out saying michael hold up bitch you 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 bullied me you said i was too fat to wear your dresses so (laughs) this whole thing just happened like i then at this point i was just like girl i don't know who bullying who these days we know chrissy did her shit but now everybody just bullying everybody so why don't they just crawl in a draw and just let it go but here it is chrissy teigen filed legal action yesterday actually or no, she's threatened yesterday legal action because she said that Michael Costello's DM screenshots are fictional. They said that they've been fabricated. They're not real. They've been altered. And it's not a real depiction of what the conversation took place. John Legend, who has been quiet, is actually standing up now and talking, speaking out against this for his wife, saying that 
Yeah, he called it fabricated, too. So after John defended his wife, she posted an Instagram caption along with a statement that was written on behalf of her that addressed the whole controversy. She did another apology about the previous stuff, not to Michael, but the other stuff that she admittedly did. And then Chrissy Teigen quoted, tweeted and in quote, no idea what the fuck Michael Costello is doing. He just released a statement where he didn't have all he didn't at all acknowledge how fake the DMs were and now claims to have emails that don't exist. So while he conjures up those, hopefully with someone more talented and fakes this time. And remember, oh no, then she kind of cut it off. And then she goes, and remember yesterday how confused he was about Leona Lewis's stylist being so kind to him in recent years. Well, imagine my surprise when I have these from the past three years. Please do not bully this man under the masquerade of defending me. Tegan continued in her caption. And then um, she said that I've taken it all. I've heard it all. I just beg for you to know the truth. Michael, you are now causing actual pain to people who are trying to better themselves enough or this will go no further. Not here, but an actual court of law. And every time we win, we will it will go to an anti-bullying charity focused on turning this shit show into a positive. I wish you peace and healing. I have some places I've been attending if you'd like the connects. So now there's a small part of me. I kind of might believe Chrissy on this one just because I do know people. It is possible to create fake messages. And I see you've seen it. You've seen memes when they do fake messages. I don't know. So Michael Costello actually 17 hours ago released this to his friends on Facebook, which I'm friends his with friends him. on Facebook, which is uh, his friends with like 5,000. The only reason why is because I friended him like, um, right before he blew up. I think it was the first week after his, yeah. Right before he blew up. Cause you know, he did like things for Beyonce. He's on, he's dressed celebrities yeah. and yeah, so Leona he posted Lewis. a screenshot <clears throat> he posted a screenshot and um, it's quote, no idea what the fuck Michael Costello is doing to quote uh, Chrissy Teigen. Uh, quote, oh yeah, Teigen. So while he Sorry, conjures, Chrissy. <laughs> at this point, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> while he conjures up uh, parentheses, hopefully with someone more talented and fake uh, and fake this time, unquote, so he said, the fact that Chrissy Teigen and her crisis team are working so hard, so strategically to come out against the DM she sent me and to downplay the comments she publicly posted on my Instagram only proves that she is the same bully she always has been, despite her fake apology to the public. I'll say this again. Chrissy Teigen has gone out of her way to close doors to my career by making calls, sending texts, telling co- colleagues colleagues and companies that if I were attached to a project that she would not work with them. I have receipts of emails and confirmations from those individual company and comp and the companies. This will be the last statement I am going to make. This has been like a nightmare, not just for me, but for my family. I apologize to everyone else involved in this messy situation. And I apologize for all of this stress and trauma it has caused. 
Much damage has been done on both sides. Everyone is hurting. It is a messy situation for everyone. Michael. But I spoke to the Michael. but I spoke the truth and I have nothing left to say and nothing Bro. left to me keep fighting against her. Moving forward, I am taking a break from social media from my of mental health. I hope everyone can respect my privacy, my decision. I won't be commenting any further. Of course, you're not now. Like you, can, you, you can't do as, See, now he's making Chrissy. To me, I'm looking at it like now he's making Chrissy look a little bit more. Because she's threatened legal that, action. All of a sudden, this is the last he's going to speak of it. And then he's still not going to release those emails either. I guess that he said he had, you know, that she was like waiting pulling on. pulling out to Iman at this point with Monet Exchange. He's like, I have the, re-. she was saying how she had the receipts about Monet. And at this point, people are still waiting for the receipts or their order. So not even the receipts of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So Michael, I kind of believe based on that response, I kind of believe Chrissy on this one. I'm thinking maybe he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, we'll see. This is a it publicity was just, stunt for him. It just kind of came probably. out of nowhere. Yeah. And I think it's a publicity stunt, in my opinion, for you him. think? To get his name out there. People talking about him now. I hadn't heard of him. I mean, I knew about him, but I hadn't really heard of him. And so, like, now there's I more people that him. know who he is. You have. But I'm saying there's a lot more people that know who he is now because of this than it was before. Yeah. Smart ideal. And then when she threatens legal action, all of a sudden he shuts up. He's done. He's done. He's done proving his point. He has the emails, but he's not going to release them. He. This is a mess. I just don't even want to deal with it anymore. Really? Okay. Okay, boom. Anyways, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. I will let's say though the tea is just extra hot and tasty this morning. But Kim Kardashian, mm. you know, she has this Lamborghini Euros. Ooh. And that car is so beautiful. But you know, she decided to wrap hers in fake wool. And it has something, and she called it her little Lambo. Get it? Lambo, Lamborghini. Anyways, so this car was wrapped. It, it was mainly to celebrate a new line of Skims or Skims product that came out. It was all done for a promotional thing. But, you know, of course, people got pissed off. And, uh, you know, our international billionaire pissed everybody off. And the funny part about this is, you know, people always like, oh, my God, it's so out of touch. But the, 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 the unexpected, that's all, folks, the unexpected shade actually came from frenemy, some woman, you know, some girl named Paris Hilton, you know her. So Paris Hilton commented <laughs> on this photo of Kim and this car. They were matching, by the way. The car was wrapped and Kim was wearing the same thing. The car was wrapped in it. it, was, it, it yeah. yeah. <laughs> Epic photo, though. And so she commented and said, you know, you're rich, rich <laughs> when you ruin a very expensive car for something like this. End quote. That's what Paris said. <laughs> I just thought that was funny coming from somebody <laughs> as wealthy as Paris Hilton. Done her own things and like her own share of yeah crazy posts in the past but it was just, but i think it was like light shade you're not friends shade each other yeah kind of but it's kind of i think it would be like me and you like you would be paris i would be kim and you would say some shit like that on my post i could see you doing some sneaky shit like that i'll be like what whatever fuck you bitch and then you know like you're just like move on to the next thing so yeah that kind of happened i just thought it was fun news because i mean that's how through. you know when people have money because they're spending on shit like that. Like, but see, it's I saw weird. the photo and then I. Oh, go ahead. There's a delay. I so said, I saw the photo and I saw, like, 
I think somebody commented on Twitter, like, can you imagine trying to keep that shit clean? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a wrap. It will come off. But no, I know. But still. And then in this fucking, uh, you know, California is going to record like the hottest temperatures ever. And you're sitting in a fucking wool car. No, girl, no, ma'am. It was, like, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a photo op. <laughs> she probably was out there for all of 10 I know, minutes. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, but still like, that's how, you know, you have that kind of money. So to Paris's point, <laughs> she said, like, you know, you're rich, rich. I was like, Paris, you rich, rich too. So like, you're growing by, <laughs> like, you know, it was friendly shade for her to even say that. Cause she can't really hold a, Oh yeah. Yeah. But Okay. One last story in pop topics that I thought was hilarious. Okay, you know that show Slip and Slide? Uh, okay, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so there's a show on NBC. It's a competition show called oh, The yes, Ultimate yes, yes, Slip yes, and Slide. Yes, yes. Girl, so they had to cancel the show or yeah. they had to halt production because 36 crew members were sickened by what they call an outbreak of awful, explosive diarrhea. It wasn't shade, but I wanted to use uh. it for effect. Girl, they said people were sick and collapsing on the set, being forced to run into porta potties. The funniest part of all, though, was the photo that they used on the news article, the New York Post. Go look up, go on the New York Post website and just type in slip and slide into the search and click on the actually open up the article from the search results. You will see a man on a slip and slide sliding through mud. That looks like diarrhea. It was the funniest picture because it looked like shit that he was sliding into. And the cat, the headline was explosive diarrhea. And you see this man just sliding through mud, wet mud. And it looked like he was sliding through shit. But yeah. Okay. The time has come. Are you ready? Yes. Here's Bruce doing the Jack report. Uh, so I had it with a Tulsa last night. <laughs> and it was like not. There wasn't really anything on TV. So. I was bugging. I'm really into bugging right now. So my knees hurt. Um, <laughs> so. Oh my God. <laughs> that was um, the most basic comment I've heard out of your mouth ever. <laughs> I'm really into bugging right now. So my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so the 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 biggest thing that i had to talk about on drag race was from drag race España last week a contestant left she would not do the or they would not do the lip sync because they knew that they were going to be in the bottom so the contestant inti which is inti is a peruvian drag or she is peruvian living in Spain um, and they, they, they just did not want to do the lip sync because uh, this is episode three. And so quite honestly, the look that they had was not, was not bad. Like, and for the stuff that the judges or the critiques that the judges haven't given 
had been given to this contestant or at this point, I see where they're coming from and I see why they left. But it was very like, um, so Drag Race España is very kind of, it reminds me of the earlier seasons of Drag Race where it's kind of unedited. It's very raw and um, it's not really overproduced, kind of like the one in the U.S. just yet. But kind of going back to what we were talking about in the Heights, um, NT is the only color queen in this competition. And, you know, Spain has some issues with colorism. And the crazy thing is that on the challenge that NT decided to go home on, she was wearing this costume that it was that the people wear in Bolivia um, that they would wear to scare the um, the conquistadors. And so it was kind of a little bit like she was explaining on stage. She's like, yeah, we, we would wear this to try to scare the people from Spain coming into our land. Um, and, you know, they didn't send her home. She chose to go home. She was like, I am not going to be, I am not going to stand here and be told by the patriarchy what to do as far as my art. I'm not going to let somebody uh, take over my art and decide what my art is for me, basically. So it was very, I understand where they're coming from because I, I'm just waiting for them to say something regarding like race issues or microaggressions or anything like that. Because as, like I said, as we know in Spain, there is that, that problem. They have a problem with people who are darker colored. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of racism still. So, um, it was very, it was interesting. And I like the fact that at first when I watched it, I was like, girl, get over yourself. But I watched it a second time and I was like, I get it. I, I understand why this contestant left and they showed it. And it was so like, so the judges who are, you know, for Drag Race España, um, it was a little bit like they were mad that this person left without like that they left on their terms versus being eliminated. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it was, they yeah, try it to was label them like a quitter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, it, it was very interesting. And so it just kind of goes to prove that, I mean, we still have long ways to go. Just because, like, you know, somebody's gay, trans, bi, non-binary, whatever, like, there's still a long ways to go. And, I mean, yes, it is a show, but at the same time, it's like the show is being produced and there's still some underlining subtle tones of racism and everything in it. So, um, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, it's a pretty good season. Um, I would recommend watching it unless you don't like reading subtitles. Uh, but Hey, I'm reading subtitles in Spanish too. So, well, um, you, you, but you have, you're blessed because you know, you, you don't need the subtitles. You just choose no, to but read I them. still kind of do. I mean, I still, I still okay. put the subtitles so, like, on whenever I'm watching that you're cooking UK a cheese omelet shows. and the show's on. Okay. You're cooking a cheese omelet yeah. and the show's on. And then, oh my God, you smell burning cheese and you have to go over and like save the omelet. They're still talking on the show. You still know right. what's going on, don't you? Cause you're listening. 
about fifty percent of the time because a lot of their sayings are very different. I than mean, I like do get that my, piece of it. I do get yeah. that piece. They, um, yeah, but I'm just saying, for the most part, like me, if I were to go to save the cheese omelet, I would have missed the whole save thing. The cheese omelet. I would have had to come because I'm craving a cheese omelet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my, I just started my mouth started omelet. watering. Uh, uh, Almost uh, choked. Uh, uh. <laughs> she is lactose intolerant <laughs> and she is here to serve you. Or she's here to milk you for your money. What do I look like? A fucking cow? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, that would be a funny response. Heffa. <laughs> Heffa. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah, that's like my uh, Heffa these days. Yeah. And I mean, everything else kind of has been pretty quiet on the drag on the drag race world. Um, today, Don Under comes out. I have not watched it yet because I was in a club, another club, another club. It is Pride Month and... You know what? I am living my best semi life in a small town. I'm gonna go, go find that meme and because uh, it <laughs> circulates every pride. And I'm a, and I'm a, this. I'm gonna be like, this is Bruce last night in Tulsa. <laughs> another clap. Another clap. Another clap. Shots. Another clap. Another clap. Yeah, another clap. Another clap. Street tacos. Another clap. Another clap. Another clap. Except there was water cheese omelets. Like- another clap. Another clap. <laughs> <laughs> those taco trucks um, though after the club oh my god they're everywhere and then they're so good like oh there's a taco truck called what a taco <laughs> what a taco <laughs> and so every time i see it i say what a taco <laughs> and like it sits next to one of the clubs here and so like there are people that would drive all the way into montrose in the gay neighborhood just to go to that taco joint next to a bar just so they can get those tacos is that good and like, they wouldn't go to the like and they didn't go to the bar right there are people that drive i know a few people that have driven into the club spot parked like they were going to the club walked to that taco truck ordered a bunch of those tacos and left and went home with them and i don't blame them <laughs> because they are that good they are so good what a taco hopefully because of sponsorship if anybody's listening what a taco it's a red truck it's a very pretty truck it's a red truck and they have they have more than tacos, but that's the best thing that they make on that truck. And if they sold liquor, if they got their liquor license, girl, people wouldn't even be going to that club. Like they would, be, they would, you would be, they would be outside the taco truck partying. Like, like, like if they just sold, like, like, oh my god, they need to. I mean, they know, like, I, I mean, obviously they know their market. Like the gays love alcohol, tacos, and. Unless you're a bottom, then. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you know you ain't getting none that night, you might as well. Fuck it up, <laughs> man. Fuck it up, sis. Fuck like, it up. Yeah, like once I have we this were... taco, doors closed. The kitchen is closed. <laughs> yeah, doors closed. Everything's closed. Like, <laughs> shut down. Pandemic mode, man. And so. Thank <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yesterday we were supposed to go to like some, uh, like a Tulsa staple of tacos, tacos in Francisco. And. I think they were closed, so we ended up at Whataburger, and I had a patty melt. <laughs> you, I, I love Whataburger, but I just cannot. But you know, it's, I it's can't not... remember the last time I had Whataburger, so because we don't have Whataburgers yeah, in Chicago, even though a Chicago company bought Whataburger, it, yeah, it's even funny? though it's owned by you know, <laughs> now that they bought piss Texas off, by the way, yeah. <laughs> and there's still not one Whataburger in Chicago. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we have great burgers. Um, 
what's his name? Gordon Ramsay is actually going to open a, a burger, restaurant? burger restaurant, a burger restaurant. Yeah. Is this, have you had his uh, food before yeah. at any of his restaurants? No, I have not. So, um, it, it'll be interesting because Chicago, like people in Chicago are so fucking critical, bitch. Like they will like tear you apart if the food is not right. Well, I mean, they have like, a whole festival, which I, yeah, go to I mean, taste. Yeah, the and they keep taste you know of, ever since you sent me that birthday gift with the pizza, mm. they send me the catalogs, <laughs> the taste catalogs, <laughs> so I can order shit from them. I'm like, girl, like don't get me stuck. Them hot dogs looking good. I was like, I'm not about to order some hot dogs. <laughs> but you know, I have been shunned from putting ketchup on my hot. I love putting ketchup on my hot dogs, and apparently that's like a sin in Chicago to put ketchup on your hot dog. Have you? But, okay. So, you know, the Chicago, you know, they have that dog, the Chicago dog. Yeah. It's like a um, pickle. Isn't a pickle on it? And then there's like yeah, a poppy so like seed the bun. bun. Is like, yeah. Poppy seed bun. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh my God, I put ketchup on it and people were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm living my best life. You let me put <laughs> ketchup you, on bitch. this shit. <laughs> You're like, Go back to where you came from. <laughs> well, I have to have. But, I like spicy ketchup on it, though. Spicy ketchup, mustard and relish. But I don't have to have ketchup. I could just yeah. eat like I could eat like just a mustard. I mean, it tastes good. It tastes good. It's just like my ethnic ways of putting ketchup into the hot dogs. So. I think t- for me too, because I think I grew up eating ketchup and mustard on hot dogs. Like that's why my mom yeah, puts me them. Too. That was and just mayo. a thing. And then and tomatoes. Oh my and god, onions. girl, mayo. Ugh. I saw that for the first time when I was like eight years old. My mind was blown. I went to this house, this birthday party. My mom took me to, and I was. I thought it was so weird. I remember I went to my mom. I said, Mom, they put mayo on their hot dog. <laughs> she was like, and she was like, boy, just go over there and eat it. Like, quit complaining. And I was, <laughs> but it was like one of those things where I was just like, what the fuck? I, and you know, ever since then, I've never did it. But it wasn't that bad. But I just thought it was weird. These little kids asking for mayo on a hot dog. Well, okay. So I just thought Mexican it was so strange. Way- so I grew up eating like mayo on the bun. Well, these people then weren't even put, They were black as hell and they were eating mayo on their hot dogs. <laughs> so you put the, <laughs> the hot dog, right? And then sometimes you wrap the bacon around the hot dog. Sometimes, but not oh, all the time. I, I've had that. And then you put. Bacon with uh, hot dogs. I've done that. Yeah. And then you put, and then you put ketchup and then you put mustard and then you put chopped tomatoes and onions and sometimes like uh spite or serrano peppers like chopped oh, serrano that's peppers. really good and then sometimes some people even add sour cream oh yeah God, it's a whole thing cream? yeah i mean that's dog? kind of how i grew up because those are like kind of street dogs but yeah whenever i moved here people are like oh you want a hot dog and they just put like mustard and ketchup and i'm like what is this shit no. that's a basic like, hot dog <laughs> that is a basic as hot that dog that is an american like, no. hot dog <laughs> but i refuse to eat a hot dog that way like no oh my god I, this whole that the, no that other thing i'm gonna get real creative with some hot dogs one weekend and just make some big dogs like <laughs> like i'm serious <laughs> like with the tomato i am i'm pickle i'm gonna make me some chicago dogs and then they even the taste even sells the i don't know why we're talking about hot dogs the taste even sells the like the chicago um, not the chicago the the um the poppy seed bun like I could order the buns if I can't find them in my local grocery, I can I can buy it from them. And you know who has some really good hot dogs? Uh, Kansas City State Company. 
they sell hot dogs made out of steak, like the part of the beef where the steak is cut from. They mm. make the hot the girl. These are the biggest. So it's not hot dogs. the anus peak right. like leftover or anything. Right. It is pure 100 percent steak beef. And it is like they're so steak. big. They are mm. so big. Like you cannot <laughs> find one that thick in the grocery store. They said it when they sold it. They said you cannot find one this thick in the grocery store. Actual hot dog, not a sausage. I'm talking about a hot dog. And look, I have looked I all over the HEBs, the Kroger's, the Walmarts. What'd you say? I thought you were talking about a man. Oh, no. Listen, girl, this is not that type of show. We have children over the age of 18 listening. Under the age of 18. I don't know. How. Well, we have children. Man children. Whatever. We have childs. We have childs listening right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, I looked at the grocery stores. You cannot find. I haven't seen one hot dog in a grocery store as thick as these hot dogs. And like for a whole year, I had them on auto ship. So they were just sending me hot dogs every three months. Was, um, They're like, why, that, why is he going why? through that many hot dogs? Girl, they're <laughs> so good. But then, no, you like, you know, you get bored. <laughs> Ew, you bitch. They're so nasty, Bruce. I would never. My God. <laughs> You're like, you know, you get bored and you just like. Only open in the, the mouth, not anywhere of, else. This back of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They are so good. They're so good, though. Kansas City State Company hot dogs are so good. That's all I got to say. Anyways, did that conclude the reality or your yeah. drink report? My drink, yeah, hot dogs. Went in the hot so, dogs. Sorry, it was a hot dog for me. It was a hot, it was it was the big, thick, juicy Kansas City. Hot well, dogs. you know, actually, I think it was uh, on. Um, Drag Race season 10, I think the one that Shea Kule was on. Uh, to begin with on the one that represents where you're from. She dressed up like she had this Chicago uh-huh. thing on her head. A hot, dog. Like a hot dog. <laughs> it, yeah. And uh, she was like, cause bitch I'm from Chicago. And uh, she came out with like a hot dog thing on it. It was pretty cool. So it was oh like hot, no, couture. I, my ass hot dog is, couture. I'm going to make you a hot dog today. No, I'm not making a hot dog. Anyways, <clears throat> it's time for your reality. Spill it, sis. Prostitution whore. Big news came out this week in the Bravo world. <sighs> Bravo has finally fired Kelly Dodd from the Real Housewives of Orange County. They also fired Bronwyn Winham Burke, who came out as like, I think she came out as a lesbian. They fired her. She was problematic, though. And um, Andy Coben actually admitted that it wasn't like a, a bad firing. They only asked her not to come back because, you know, she's been dealing with sobriety. And Andy thought that she still isn't in a place yet where they should televise her. Um, they don't want to exploit her. So they denied her contract. They uh, didn't renew her contract because Andy said he felt like she still isn't in a place to be on TV Um with what she's dealing with. And they also fired Elizabeth Vargas, who I don't really remember of her, but she was only on there for like a season or two. But guess what? They're bringing back Heather Dubrow. She's fan favorite, Heather Dubrow. She's like, they call her fancy pants. She's probably the richest one on the damn show. And she is so amazing. Have you still been watching uh Vanderpump show? The, uh, I 
I'm behind. Okay, so, so Heather DeBro is on there. So there's an episode where she he invites Heather, she invites Heather and her husband on there. You could watch that one and you'll know who Heather is. But Heather, I, I'm so excited. And you know, I think Heather has been waiting because she took she did a photo shoot with oranges, like her holding oranges, and that's what they hold on the Orange County. So it was like a whole mm-hmm. thing. And now there's rumors that they are also bringing back fan favorite Tamara Judge as a friend of Heather's. And it was funny because a fan joked about this two weeks ago saying, wouldn't it be funny if they brought Heather back and had added you back as a friend? And then all of a sudden the whole thing just happened. I thought that was just funny that that happened. And uh, yeah, so that's OC. Oh, yeah. And of course, there Kelly Dodd shared a text that Bronwyn sent her saying like, Oh my God, we've been through hell and back this week. I'm here for you if you need anything. And then Kelly went off on her saying it's her fault. It's, she was saying that it's Bronwyn's fault that they got fired because Bronwyn accused Kelly Dodd of being racist. Kelly Dodd last season had a lot of controversy around everything that was going on last summer with the police brutality, Black Lives Matter. She made some comments about the police being in support of them and she she's basically been labeled racist. I, we all had a feeling if you watch OC that she was not coming back because Bravo is cleaning house on that type of shit right now. And so we kind of knew that she was canceled at that point and, and that she caused all this controversy. So, and everybody, and it's so funny because when you look at the difference in comments, there's a housewives account that posts all the like news and you could read when they said that Kelly got fired and, and uh, Heather was coming back, you know, all these comments, like normal comments, like, yay, you know, they knew how she was. But then if you go on Kelly's page, every Trump supporter in their mama, whoever watched the housewives is on there talking about their silence, trying to silence conservatives by removing her from the housewives girl it's a housewife show exactly like and it, it, yeah. it is just like the comments are so stupid but anyways moving on from oc erica jane okay so the hulu documentary came out the hustler and the housewife talks about beverly hills star erica jane and her husband tom girardi how he ripped off all those people and embezzled all the money for his clients into his own account Huh? As an embezzlement. Oh yeah, very very fancy Caucasian word. Remember, you remember, um, homeboy, get out of my Caucasian home. You know who I'm oh, talking yes, about? Yes, 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 yes. I haven't yes. seen him in so long. What is his name? Oh my god! And then he had the mats, and I wanted one so bad, but I thought people would take it the wrong way, even though because I'm black, so like they it would be funny. You know, because he's because he's Latin and he did it. You know what I mean? Like it it would be funny. And so like but a white person coming to your door and seeing that they might be like, (laughs) does a racist live here? (laughs) But it was basically it was a doormat that goes in for your house and it said, get out of my Caucasian home. And I want it so bad. It's so good. And uh, so anyways, Joanne, the scammer. That's what I'm talking about. Joanne, the scammer. Wait, he's Latin. I thought he was. He's um, kind of. I I think he's like mixed. Oh, no, he's is not it? Latin. He's mixed with black yeah. and Jewish or something, right? It, his mom is white, I think. 
something yeah yeah that's, that's right okay well sorry but yeah like it, it, it works for him because he he's black but he pretends to be a rich white woman and so yeah. like he thinks that he's white and so <laughs> and so he's always well, he doesn't really about, think it it's just no not yeah his character yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he doesn't himself he doesn't think he's white but like yeah he plays the character of a white woman kind of like a rich but, white woman but she's obviously not white but like he parades he's himself around people. like a white scamming people <laughs> She loves to scam men. Uh, oh my god, he does the. Oh my god, we love you, Joanne. He would have been a good guest. Oh my god. Um, anyways, oh yeah, and there's new pictures of him for us. There's new pictures of him. I know someone that listens to us probably already knows. <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, anyways, the the thing came out: the hustler and the housewife, and. It was not a good look for Tom. Tom, they showed the victims of these people who got ripped off by him. And it was sad. They focused on that. The only issue that I had with this documentary is the fact that they brought in Danielle Staub as an expert on Erica Jane. Danielle Staub from Real Housewives of New Jersey should not be on anything about Erica Jane. I mean, all she had was that they did watch what happens live. And then they, they worked at the same strip club a long time ago. I'm like, really? And that's why they brought her on there. Like it was so, it was just so like, why are she? (laughs) Anyways, Erica's lawyers dropped her though, (laughs) right after the documentary premiered on, they're not representing her. And the weird thing though, is that, as of two days ago, they withdrew their withdrawal. So now they're representing her again. I don't know what happened. I don't know if she has something on them. It's just weird that they withdrew, said they didn't want to represent her, and now they're representing her again. I don't know. This is uh, proving to be a good ratings boost, though, for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because cameras were rolling when all this shit was going down last fall when she filed for divorce that episode actually just aired this week where she filed for divorce didn't tell any of the girls and then garcelle made twitter instagram headlines this week after the show aired because garcelle made a comment saying after they found out about the divorce she said couldn't she just wait <laughs> and no one got it and then dorit was like oh my god i know what you're thinking i know what you're thinking <laughs> And then Garcelle was like, and then Kyle Richards was like, oh, and then Sutton goes, Garcelle, that's so evil. And then Garcelle was like, well, they've been married for like so long. And and then Sutton goes to confessional is like, honey, people be living because he's 80 years old. Tom Girardi's 80. She goes, some people are they living to 100 now. <laughs> so you can't like, that's another 20 years. He could probably live. But, you know, it was funny. Some people probably think it was in bad taste, but the shit was funny. And everybody was thinking that shit. I was thinking it, too. I was like, if I hadn't known that he was broke, because at that time, nobody you knew how broke it, he was. Yeah. And she, oh, no, it was so funny is that she goes, I didn't. She goes, um, it, it gave me that whole white chicks moment when they was like, you said it, but you were thinking it. She said those words. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> she goes, she goes, she didn't. She No. OK, so after she said it, Garcelle was like, well, I didn't say it because she didn't technically say it. She was kind of thinking it. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, it was it was funny. Also, there's a rumor that only three cast members will be returning to the Real Housewives of Dallas next year. Bravo is getting rid of three and adding three new ones. 
Casting call. If you're a rich heifer in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area, now's your time to shine. Just don't be a racist or homophobic or, you know, anti-Jewish. Transphobic or anti-Semitic. Yeah, don't be a bigot and maybe you'll stay on the show. Mm. It's easy, ladies and gentlemen. Quit being mean to people and you can keep your damn job. I mean... Anyways, all three of the people that they are supposedly firing, I don't think it's all coming from racial issues. I think one is stepping away. One might be getting fired because of her issues with the the racist stuff with the new cast member, Tiffany Moon. That, And I don't know who the third is. We don't know who the third. I have my ideal of who, too, because Brandy Redman, I think, announced that she was probably leaving the show. She was the one that had the whole squint eyes video thing that made yeah. that she made the squinty eyes and got, well, yeah she, mm-hmm. that was her and she dealt with like ugh, all season so i think she's leaving but outside of the housewives though loving loving i was about to say loving hip-hop love after lockup one of my favorite <laughs> trashy shows <laughs> is it premiered last night and I didn't have I haven't seen it yet it was on oh, DVR I was too tired to watch it, it but I'm gonna watch it today it sounded juicy. I, I heard club and another club versus at a club, <laughs> <laughs> but I was at home half asleep, <laughs> like at eight o'clock. <laughs> oh my what gosh! Is it, like you said, like a child of God. <laughs> yeah, with my legs closed, like a child of God, and that's what I used to tell everybody when people would ask me, like all my friends a long time ago, would be like, "You coming out tonight?" I was like, "Nah, bitch, I'm staying home in bed with my legs closed, like a child of God." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You're back. Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so I did want to mention too. Oh, that 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 ends it for reality, but a reality. Anyways, love Victor's back on Hulu just in time for Pride Month, like always. Season two is out. I've already watched all ten episodes. <laughs> They're so short. It's so hard not to. It took me only two days of like watching it. But after you know, work. the main actors are not even gay, right? Even Victor? No, he's not, he's not gay. gay. I think they put um, they put too much makeup on him. Have you paid attention to that? Um, like it's like caked on almost. Like you can just see it on his skin, and I just think it's weird. It has no natural look. I don't know if he's hiding. Trying like, to attract the drag audience, <laughs> but it doesn't look like drag. No, it's not like too much as in he looks like he's drag. No, it I just, know, I know, I know. It's I just nat- you know, but it just looks. I've too, seen it. He looks like he's wearing a filter all the time. It just, yeah, it looks, yeah. Have you paid um, attention to that? He looks, he looks a little bit darker. I don't know. Are they making that on purpose? I just want to know why it's so much of it where it's noticeable. I mean, he looks like one of those Samsung Galaxy. You know how they take the picture and they do that. They got that one beauty mode on them where they they shave off basically every imperfection in your face and you look like a filter. That's what (laughs) he looks like on the show. And I would like to see him. I need to go on his Instagram or something and see what he really looks like. Because I know he is not that. You can kind of see the makeup on his face. He's a, he's a Caucasian woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's Charlie Theron. <laughs> oh, my God. But the guy that plays his dad. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like daddy. Tea. I have daddy issues. <laughs> the guy that plays his I'm dad. Though, oh, child. my God. <laughs> it's like can y'all adopt me no but like no seriously like the guy that plays his dad was in uh queen of the south 
And it's mm-hmm. so funny seeing him because in Queen of the South, he played someone that worked for the cartel. So he was obviously scary. <laughs> but in this show, he's like this wholesome dad that's dealing with his son being gay. And it's so like, <laughs> it's just so like weird. And then like, spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll just say this almost spoiler alert. You know, at the end of the first season, he comes out the closet and they kind of just end it, end it there. And then season two, episode one, they continue right where they left off. And but the weren't his parents you, going to weren't his parents about to like go on a breakup or some shit? Like yeah, that? they went or on a break. They're, they're on the break basically the whole time. Most of the show. I'm not going to spoil the end, yeah. but you will be surprised at who has the biggest issue with him being gay. I didn't see that coming. The person was I thought was, I thought was the, I will say it's not What's his sister, but I will say that I will say that. Was it the priest? I will say that was it the, the guy person that I thought or? was going to be the most loving to him turned out to have the hardest time. And the person I thought was going to be the most anti, they ended up being, a they real, said they oh y'all wanted a twist <laughs> I, it's not that much of a twist but i was shocked at that i mean overall it was a good season i rated eight out of ten snaps <laughs> you had to see us because we just did like oh it's amazing <laughs> too bad there's no video it's what they do at, uh, at the balls like they don't clap they just got like this. it sounds like this yeah. <laughs> okay we're so gay <laughs> <laughs> sorry about it it's pride <laughs> move i'm gay <laughs> remember that meme when he's at work me at work yeah. during the month of june <laughs> move i'm gay i'm, I'm, gay. <laughs> I'm busy okay love to drag queen do you have anything to mention um what or did i like, watch yeah, like, anything out no not really just uh i think uh seeking sister wife ended um 90 day fiance i was watching um angela still struggling to smoke or quit smoking (laughs) quit smoking she went to a Um, hypnotist (laughs) she smoked her last like her last you know that in her last cigarette she smoked her last cigarette she's like it's michael's fault that i'm smoking and she's been smoking even before michael (laughs) was born born She was smoking for 40 years. I was like, girl, how is your mouth not fucked up after 40 years? I'm surprised she still has a throat at this point. She is lucky. 40 years, she smokes a pack a day. So she says she probably smokes more than that. She told them one pack like that made it better. She probably smokes like three. Like, (laughs) how many cigarettes are in a pack? 12. Oh, I know that. Right? Is it 12 or six? I, I, I think it's more than six cigarettes. I've seen a pack before. I think it's more than six. I think it's like twelve. Hey Siri, girl, how many cigarettes are in a pack? Yeah, Siri. Wait, she's saying Wait. put it up to the mic. I can't hear. Her. <laughs> I don't know. Let me. I think it's the wrong answer. Hey Siri. How many packs of cigarettes are in? Wait, how many cigarettes? Oh, girl, let me start that over. Hey, Siri. 20, 20 cigarettes. Oh, my God. 20? It's 20 cigarettes. Oh, uh, that means she's smoking yeah. like two an hour. 
girl no. that is crazy it's like, not two an hour that, yeah, sorry your math doesn't make sense it depends on how how awake she is out there let's say she's up for 12 hours a day she's smoking like 20 divided by 12 so or 12 divided by oh, 20 girl. It's like too complicated. So, yeah, it's, it's about like a decimal one and a half. Yeah. yeah, there's a decimal yeah. in there. You know, she's smoking probably like two a day, <laughs> two an hour. <laughs> it's like I don't deal probably. with decimal points. <laughs> you know, probably about, about two every, oh, probably one about every two and a half hours or something like that, which is still a lot. But no. you know what? I know people that smoke one after they're done, like chain fucking smoking, dude. Like, they just all throughout the day. And one one day I don't. Constantly I, yeah, I know people that I've never seen them without a cigarette in their life. Like, I've never not not seen them without a cigarette in their hand. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just do drugs like a normal person. Quit I cigarettes. Mean, I, I mean, I think you'll feel better. Smoke a little weed. I know. You probably would. Not that we're condoning that, but we kind of are. No, don't. Yeah, we don't condone <clears throat> that. Unless it's legal. Yeah. Legal. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do have a hotline. 832-390-0279. Again, that's 832-390-0279. In case you want to write it down. 7-9. Super Stew Podcast yes. Hotline. Call us now. And you can also find that hotline on our social media, which is Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, Wild Presents, <laughs> Peacock Plus. Um, Ad. And HBO Max Plus. <laughs> Ad. At Press 2 Podcast. The number two. Uh, yeah. It's two, not T-O, T-O-O, or T-O-O. Or T-W-O. Um, and if you're illiterate, if you're illiterate, T-O. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were about, if you're illiterate, sorry about it. <laughs> well, that too. But yeah, we're there. So he'll look us up, comment, like, dislike, and leave a comment. Uh, I know we started having listeners on Pandora, um, oh. as you mentioned. And <laughs> Pandora. Hey, Pandora, yeah. But, Pandora. Uh, thanks to all of the people who listen, and thanks to people who tune in every week. And to listen Amazon to our rambling. Too. Oh, yeah, we are on Amazon Music. So we are on all the podcast platforms. And for some so. reason, our episode, Chow Bella, is doing amazing. It's doing better than every episode that we've ever released. <laughs> Which is so, weird. Yeah, we're funny. Because there was nothing special. The only thing special about that episode is that Bruce did take a vacation and he came back on that episode. That was the episode you were back. I don't know if it was your vacation or if it was when you went to Oklahoma for two weeks, but it was one. We filmed before for vacation, though. When you went on vacation, we recorded early, right? Earlier in the week or something like that. So I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So this yeah. was when you were gone for two weeks and then we had like some people come in and take your place for a couple of weeks. And then when you came back, we recorded Chow Bella. And for some reason, I don't know if that episode got posted somewhere on a forum, but that episode gets more listens than our new episodes do in the first week. Like every week it will beat out our newly released episodes and downloads. And it has almost the highest number of downloads out of all of our 49 at this point episodes. I just think that that's strange. I don't know. We did get a lot of overseas. No, we did get a lot of overseas listeners on that episode, too. 
I'm thinking the title is what's attracting. This is Chow Bella. And uh, you know that's a term Maybe. used all over Europe. And we're getting a lot of yeah. listens on that episode in Europe. Well, let's just name this episode Coco Bon or uh, Creme Brulee or. Creme Brulee. Creme Brulee. Creme. Creme Brulee. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Cram your brulee. Cram brulee. Anyway, yeah, so thanks to our listeners and thank you for <laughs> everything else. Um, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>